What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We've got to make some money. Let's build the bankroll with some NBA bets. Let's start in the Magic City. Uh, Orlando squaring off with Oklahoma City. We've got the Thunder short two and a half point road favorites. Total of 224 and a half. And Jenks, just from a fantasy and props perspective, it's a nice mm-hmm. little matchup for SGA. Uh, if you look at the slate, he's expected to have one of the better outputs. And if you look at the Magic, traditionally you would say, okay, this is a good defensive team, probably not the time to pay, play props, but the mm-hmm. Magic are giving up the six most points to opposing point guards. So maybe we're due for a big night from SGA. Does this correlate with the game? Do you think a big game for SGA means a big win for Oklahoma City? I think it has to, right? I, I will say this is that, yeah, I, I, I like that play. I kind of like the Thunder here. The problem is these are two of the best covering teams in the NBA. Like they're one, two, mm-hmm. essentially. But the reason why I like the Thunder is the Thunder are sneaky good defensively. Now, the Magic are very good defensively. They don't have a lot of offensive output. That's the way they keep things close, and that's why they've been good against the number is that they play lockdown defense. They try to slow the game down. They're not great at shooting the ball, but the Thunder are, and they're a top 10 defense. I just feel like here, especially when you mentioned how SGA could have a good game, I don't know if the Magic have the horses to keep up with OKC here, and this is a short number. I think I'd lean Thunder. Yeah, I think I would too, just because this feels like a game where Oklahoma City can score, and this is the type of team that Orlando kind of struggles against, you know, teams that, mm-hmm. with, that have really good offenses because Orlando is not a high-powered offense. If you look at the rankings, uh, OKC, a top five offense. If you look at Orlando, they're sitting in the bottom five of the league when it comes to points scored. So I just feel like it's a game if Oklahoma City can run up the scoring, which when you have that caliber of a player like SGA – I know the defense is good, but I don't think he's going to be slowed down, especially with Orlando's weakness guarding point guards. So I'll be with you on Oklahoma City. Also, taking a small look at uh, the points prop for SGA. Let's go to another uh, conference matchup, or excuse me, an Eastern Conference matchup between the Heat and the Bucks. And if you're thinking, oh, it's a rematch of a little series that – Got a head coach fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a little different this time around. Jimmy Butler not playing. The Bucks laying eight and a half. A total of 224 and a half. The Bucks coming off a back-to-back. So this kind of has a lot of missing puzzle pieces. Jenks, do you think this game has something you can key in on? Or is it not worth betting at all? Oh, I don't know. I God, this is tough. 
because I kind of think I would be on Miami, but do I really want to bet on Miami without Jimmy Butler? And now the Bucs look like that they're putting things together. Mm-hmm. The thing I worry about with the Bucs is we have, what, a, a two-game sample size because they blew out the Hornets, okay, and they blew out the Nuggets last night, but the Nuggets were also shorthanded, right? So it's an impressive win. Their defense is getting better, but also when Jamal Murray leaves in the first half, when Contavious Caldwell-Pope leaves after 18 minutes, then you wonder, okay, well, are we getting a real – a legitimate idea of how good the Bucks are, if they're really putting it together or not. I'm not quite so sure I know. There's just too many question marks here. This is a game where if you have a strong opinion, go for it. But I feel like there are probably other games that are worth your money. I don't know if this is one. It does have a lot of question marks, although I would yeah. lean towards the Bucks. It's tough to play them on a back-to-back, but wins feel important for this Bucks team. And you look at their overall record, maybe you don't see this as a desperate team. But, Jenks, you mentioned it. Since Doc Rivers has come to town, it feels like a team that just needs to secure some wins. And if you look at the other side, Miami extremely banged up coming into this one. Uh, We mentioned Jimmy Butler's not playing, but also Terry Rozier has been out uh, for the last few games with a knee injury. Josh Richardson is out. Duncan Robinson is questionable for this one. Should be noted that Chris Middleton on the other side is out for the Bucs as well. But I would think that Giannis feasts and the Bucks need some outright wins. So maybe eight and a half is too big of a number, but still would lean towards the Bucks here. Next up, let's go to the Celtics and the Nets. Celtics big favorites on the road here, laying eight and a half total of 227 and a half. And Jenks, it's going to take a lot of ammo for me to trust mm. Brooklyn. This has been a team that has not been covering Rift. numbers. Uh, just traded away uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie to the Lakers. It's a team that's had a lot of problems, and it's not even been good at covering numbers. Uh, at home this season, or excuse me, just overall, 24-26-2. And, and in this recent stretch, 2-4 and four against the spread in their last six. So is there a case for Brooklyn here? Well, if there is, I'm having a hard time finding it. I just don't know. Yeah. The funny thing about the Nets is, is that early in the season, they were great against the number. They were a team you wanted to follow. But you know mm-hmm. what trends are. Sometimes they sustain themselves, and then sometimes they start to switch up. And that's what we've seen with Brooklyn, where they're not nearly as good as they were earlier in the year. And not only that, when you look at the Celtics in particular against this Brooklyn team, they tend to perform really well. They've covered six of their last seven meetings against the Nets. So I like the Celtics here. I think I would roll with the Celtics here. It's not my favorite just because the Celtics are a team that sometimes sleepwalks against lesser yeah. competition. Uh, and they haven't been covering numbers either. It should be noted. One and seven against the spread in their last eight games. Uh, Porzingis questionable for this one as well. So ugh. another number that I don't really want to lay. Uh, let's go on to the rest of the slate. Kings and the Suns. Suns length five and a half, total of 244 and a half which is why I started looking at this game first, because usually the higher the points total is, the more likely the points props are going to be hitting. So it's expected to be a high-scoring affair. The Suns have been one of the hotter teams in the Western Conference. The Kings, mm-hmm. not so much. Uh, Suns length five and a half. And coming off, I'm not going to say it was a debilitating loss, but probably a heartbreaking loss at the hands of Steph yeah. Curry over the weekend, hitting, I believe, a buzzer beater, So it feels to me that this is a spot where the Suns kind of rebound at home. Would you be on the Suns with me? I, you know what I like instead? I would be on the Suns. 
I also like the over here, which is sort mm-hmm. of against the trends. But here's the thing. I was looking at the Suns or the Kings recently in particular, and in three of their last four games, they've given up at least 127 points. Now, the sabotage factor is that they are definitely an under team when playing on the road, one of the best under teams in the league. But that has started to change recently. I see a lot of trends that we relied on early in the year, and they're starting to shift a little bit. And right now, if you're looking at Sacramento, the over is hit in four of their last five. So their defense has really started to falter. I'd be on the Suns. I'd lay the points. I like the over as well. I think I'm just going to be on the Suns. I I do think that this is a good get-right spot for the Suns. If you're looking at points props, uh, there is a good matchup tonight. De'Aaron Fox has had some really good games against the Phoenix Suns, who coincidentally are not good at defending the point guard position. He is averaging 30 points per game, six assists uh, in the last three games against Phoenix. So maybe somebody you should target when it comes to player props. Overall, the Kings are not a great defensive squad either. So that is not something that goes into my game handicap. I do think there's a lot of points scored here. Uh, I would lean towards the Suns getting it right and riding the ship at home. Uh, Next up, Pistons, Lakers. Lakers laying 10 and a half, total of 239 and a half. And usually I would say, okay, the Pistons, yeah, just take the other side. But this has been a scrappy Pistons bunch over the Mm -hmm. last few games. Jenks, can you make a case for the Pistons here? Yeah, I think you can. When I was looking at this yesterday, I thought, God help me. I think I'm going to grab Detroit here. Now, that said, I'm not really in the business of betting on the Pistons. But here's the thing. Detroit, surprisingly, is 14-11 and 11 mm-hmm. on the road against the number. And that includes going 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five. And I think this is where... This is one of those situations where the market just always catches up, right? It was fade the Pistons, mm-hmm. fade the Pistons, fade the Pistons. And I totally understand why. But eventually, the number inflates, the number inflates, and it goes the other way. And plus, you know the number is always inflated when LeBron is on the court anyway. So, yeah, believe it or not, I would be on the Pistons. I would hate myself. There would be a lot of self-loathing involved, but I'd be on the Pistons. Yeah, it's ah. wild to me that my thought process was, I don't really want to go against the Pistons right now. They're six and one against the spread in their last seven games. And they're not just covering against scrub teams. They covered against the Clippers twice during that stretch. Granted, they were getting 16 and a half and 12 points. But in this one, were they getting 10, 11 points? This line's actually yeah. gone down. I believe it was 11 and a half. Uh, now it's down to 11. So clearly a little bit of faith in the Motor City for the Pistons, covering some numbers, which is wild to me. But I will say on the other end, the Lakers have had several days off. They've had some time uh, to get get some rest. And this is also a team that needs to string together wins. Sitting at 29 and 26 overall, just wins in any shape, form, or fashion are important to L.A. right now. So maybe this is one where they put their foot on the gas pedal and say, see you later, Pistons. We got to get our wins. But I don't know. I find myself very cautious going against Detroit right now, which is a crazy statement to make. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.